This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty. Monday night edition of the show. Thank you for joining us. Of course, we'll keep you updated on the Giants and Bucks. And I've got a poll question for you on ESPN New York Tonight. And you can answer that poll question on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. And of course, you can call us at 1-800-919-3776 along with Nikki. So, hope you had a great sports weekend. Spoke to a number of you last night on the drive, so I'm giving you a respite from the Jets. Because here's what we know. Jets are struggling. <laughs> okay? New, breaking news. <laughs> Jets are struggling. Still struggling. So we'll talk about them later in the week as they prepare for, you know, Monday night, a week from tonight, when they will be in prime time with the New England Patriots, another team that's struggling. Who Would you ever thought, hey, Jet fans, had you ever thought that the Patriots, you would face the Patriots after they have lost four consecutive games and they are in a losing situation and there are some people, a couple of who called me last night, who think that the Jets actually have a chance to beat New England next week. We'll talk about that during the week here on ESPN New York tonight. The Giants... Let me just say this. Last night, I had the chance to speak to our Jordan Renan. And he covers the Giants like nobody else. And we were talking, and I was, we were having all these, we were talking about the things that's bothering the Giants and all the problems they've had in the courts. You know, when you talk about the Giants, you have the obligatory conversation about Daniel Jones and turnovers and lost fumbles, and he had an interception in this game. Uh, and, you know, you talk about all those issues. You talk about Andrew Thomas and why am I hearing Eric Flowers' name in the same sentence as Andrew Thomas, which can't be good. But one of the positive things we spoke about was the way the Giants' defense has played, especially over the past couple of weeks. And while Jordan agreed with me, he did caution me to say that, hey, you know, they played backup quarterbacks in many of these games. Well, they're not playing a backup quarterback tonight. They're doing a nice job keeping Tom Brady and this high-powered Bucks team out of the end zone. Now, I understand that the Bucks' number one receiver is not playing tonight, but still, they've got firepower. They have guys who can find the end zone with speed and talent, and um, the defense has done a decent job. Uh, the Giants have kind of missed some plays that could have them further ahead of the Bucks, but this defense has done a nice job, and I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's a better scheme. I don't know whether it's better people around him. But I said this a couple of weeks ago, and Leonard Williams is playing much better with the Giants than he did with the Jets. And, and, and to be honest with you, it's not close. He had a sack of Tom Brady tonight. He's been in on some, some plays as far as, uh, you know, keeping the run at a minimum. And uh, the Giants just have not capitalized on plays where they could have gotten big plays and scoring plays down the field. And it's something that, you know, the Giants have had issues with all year, especially when they get in the red zone. Now, they have two touchdowns today, okay? So I'm not saying that they haven't done anything right. But the league could be more than what it is, okay? And it's 14-9 with about oh, 844 or so left in the third quarter. So, listen, we'll keep you updated on what's going on with the Giants and the Buccaneers, and I know. I know there were a ton of Giant fans who were not as pessimistic as the Jet fans were facing Kansas City, but close. 
because you just didn't think that your defense would be able to do anything with Tom Brady. And you've done a nice job with him. Done a nice job. So we keep an eye out on that game. And But before I move on, to be honest, the Giants have played this way all year, right? The Giants have been in every game except that Frisco game. The Giants have been in position to win games. They've been competitive. And yeah, I know, you know, one in six, ooh, so what does that mean? Well, it means that you're seeing some growth. You're seeing some things in your young players that gives you a little bit of hope, okay? A little bit of hope. And that's as a fan, that's what you look for. You sit down, you want to see your team fight. Now, I understand also that as you get further and further along, you kind of want to see them lose as you get further and further. But unlike the Jets situation in the NFC East, the Giants are two games out of a playoff spot. <laughs> so they they need to put some wins in. <laughs> okay. Two games out of a playoff spot at one and six. It is 2020, right? 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven FM. So here's our poll question tonight. And I just, I was thinking about this. And in our pregame meeting, I was throwing some things around with Nikki. And so I wanted to find out who's the best athlete right now in New York sports. Who's the best athlete? Okay. And I'm going to give you options. If you don't see, remember, I only have four spots. So if you don't see a person here that maybe I didn't think of or Nikki didn't think of, you feel free to dial in and weigh in or hit me up on Twitter. So the choices I gave you were Kevin Durant, Jacob DeGrom, Saquon Barkley, or Aaron Judge. And what was so <laughs> ironic about this list was uh, Durant's hurt, Barkley's hurt, and Judge has been hurt. <laughs> and DeGrom missed the start this year because he had an injury, <laughs> right? So... Uh, you know, that's part of that. That's part of what's real interesting. Now, I, I hate to sound like Don LaGreco on the Daily Don. Okay. But uh, so there, I had a discussion with some other people. A couple of people mentioned Glaber Torres. So, you know, I'm going to take a page out of the, the Daily Don. I consider them. <laughs> I consider Glaber Torres. But I just thought that, you know, he doesn't make that list yet. I think he potentially could be on there. I really do. Uh, I would have played, and you could say to me, Larry, what about Pete Alonzo? Once again, quoting Don LaGreca on the Daily Don, I considered Pete Alonzo. But after last season, I don't have enough. If, if he gave me a little bit more last season, like he did the first season, and clearly he couldn't be the same way he was the first season. He didn't have as many games. But the impact he had, he struggled a little bit. So I had to take him off the list. So he couldn't be on the list either. So these were just some of the thought processes that I had uh, about this list. So I'm very curious to hear what you've got to say. And of course, we'll give you some early um, Twitter numbers as well in a couple of minutes. Uh, but now this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer team is on the march. And one thing that they've been able to do in this drive and in the last drive uh, is as they try to get the ball into, and they do, uh, Mike Evans has a catch, and now he's at the, about the Giant 27-yard line. They've been able to find Gronkowski, and I thought the Giant secondary and the Giant 
scheme was, hey, Gronkowski's not beating us this game. And it, they've got so many weapons, it's hard to take certain things away. But they've been able to take Gronkowski away. But slowly they're finding him a little bit in this, you know, in this uh, in this offense now. And, you know, the Giants, once again, had done a nice job with defensively. And the offense had been on the field a while, so they were able to, uh, you know, keep the Tampa Bay offense off the field. But now in this in this quarter, Tampa's got 84 yard, 89 yards, and the Giants have, I think, 9 or 10 yards so far. And now the Giants' secondary just got the pass interference call So on James Bradbury, who made a great play earlier to save a, a big gain for Tampa. Hey, feeling good, like I should. It's ESPN in New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Our poll question tonight, who's the best athlete in New York sports? Who's the best athlete? In New York sports. Is it Kevin Durant? Is it Jacob DeGrom? Is it Saquon Barkley? Is it Aaron Judge? Hmm. Give you some early poll numbers in a minute. But first, let's see what you got to say on the phones. Spike is in Jersey. Spike, you're batting lead off again on ESPN New York tonight. What's up, Spike? Oh, thanks a lot. I uh, did the hat trick today, the uh, cycle, rather. Did Gordon. I see. You did Gordon this morning. Okay. I did Gordon, I did Kay, and I'm doing finishing with my friend Larry. Wow, I appreciate you. Yeah. Then I'm hitting the sack. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, by the way, you left off one athlete. Well, I guess it's your poll, so you could do what you want. No, 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 no. I just put some names out there. Who, who, did, who, did, who didn't I think about? Q.S. Knox from the Knicks. Quicksand Knox. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> I knew I forgot to. somebody, Spike. Doggone that's it. From, and Nikki asked me about why didn't I have somebody from the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so that's another story. But boy, do I miss hoops. I know you do. Football. Well, I do because football is, you know, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. By the way, a couple of quick things, and I'll, yes. I'll hit the hay. Um, and send my regards to my nephew. I'm going to call him when his aunt goes to Florida on Thursday. So, mm-hmm. um public service message over the airways. Here's what I see it. Comparing um, the, the Jones, what's his first name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, yeah. Is so far ahead of Samuel uh, of, I can't remember the names. Yeah, Donald. Yeah. He, he's regressed terribly. I said that to you yesterday. Mm-hmm. The Jets team, the, the gap between the Jets and the Giants is huge. It really is huge. As a matter of fact, the last pass that Jones threw to Shepard, he just missed. He would have had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just missed it. He, he's raw. He's got talent. He thinks he moves around. He's much better runner, for sure. Sure. And, yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're way ahead. And he's second year, and the other guy's third year. And the Giants have a coach. It looks appears they have a coach. Coach. The kids are playing for them, mm-hmm. and um, their defense has improved from the middle of last year to the middle of this year. They just can't close out games. That's yeah. something you need to develop over time. But uh, the, the Jets, are, it's pathetic. It's really pathetic. I said, told you on the drive yesterday, it's hard to watch that game. It's hard to watch them. They don't even care. 
You know, the old, we used to kid about the Knicks and say they don't have to try to tank. The Jets don't either. They just don't have the talent. No, and, they don't. Uh, you know, like I said, they, uh, they, they, the Knicks at least have made organizational changes. You know, a lot of the callers that call you a basketball-centric and football-centric, you know, mm-hmm. they combine the two. But the Knicks have made some some very, very strong. Um, I can't wait to see it in three or four weeks or two weeks when the draft comes to yeah. see what they do. But they made, the, the Jets are thinking, well, you got to wait for a presidential election, and vote, and wear your mask. Uh, to, to decide whether the ambassador comes back. Is that going to make a difference? Is they going to make more Q-tips of baby shampoo, Johnson & Johnson? Does it make a difference? They have no talent. No. They have no system there. No. There's nothing to watch. It's, no. it's, it's a shame. But anyway, I just want to say a quick hello. My vote would be uh, at full bore, meaning everyone's healthy, got to be KD. I mean, he's the, best, okay. he's, the, he's the best in the game. He'll go down as one of the greatest of all time. He is. And, will now, DeGrom, really will. DeGrom, right. and DeGrom, if DeGrom had, um, if the DeGrom's a great pitcher, he's just such a heady pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was a little younger and we, we could have had, you know, three or four Cy Youngs and a championship and forget the wins, it doesn't matter anymore the way they play. But DeGrom is the second best of, of that bunch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, who do you have from the Yankees? Judge could be yeah. anything, but he's hurt. And the other yeah. guy, the sake, wants hurt. So that, mm-hmm. that's why I think that's the order the polls going to come in. I'm pretty sure if you're basing on that. And I will talk to you one more time this week. And uh, my best to you. And take care. And I'll be listening. And please send my regards to uh, Trey. I sure will. All right, Spike. Thanks, thanks for checking in. Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, – Spike mentioned the comparison as far as at least the Knicks are now starting to do some things in the front office and they're starting to make some adjustments there. And listen, the the Jets kind of did that when they brought in their general manager. They kind of did that when they brought in their head coach. Um, it's just it just has not worked out with Gase. It just really hasn't. So I'm interested to see where it's going to go from here. Um, they are to the point now where. You know, you talk about what the Giants look like and you talk about how coached they are, and you can see this is a team, this Giant team is coached. There's a great catch by Evan Ingram. By the way, the uh, New England Patriots scored a touchdown. Uh, Brady to Gronkowski. They went for two, didn't get it, and now the Jet, the Giants are on their way, marching down the field trying to uh, get that touchdown back. And, um, you know, I think what you see here is that Daniel Jones – uh, just has he, he's even coming in to compare. He's just more accurate. He he has a more accurate uh, throwing arm. He just he just sees the he, not that he sees to feel better because he makes some mistakes too, obviously. But he just like the throws that he makes, they just seem to be in better. They're better throws, you know. Um, and he just made a really good one to Evan Ingram, who made a nice, did a nice job with the catch as well. But but that's one of the things that you look at. And and listen, this Jet team is not coached well, and you can see it. You know, um, that that's the biggest issue with them. And yeah, the talent we know there's not a whole lot of talent. We we understand that. We got it. But at least they could be competitive. You, you know what I mean? And sometimes, even if you don't have a lot of talent, if you're coached up well, it it, it helps you. Stay in games, you know, and eventually you'll lose because you just don't have the talent equivalent to stay with the team that you're facing in a lot of cases. And then sometimes you luck, you luck up and you win one. 
as long, but 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 the way the the Jets are playing, you know, they're not going to luck up and win one because they're not in games. They because they don't score enough. They just don't. I mean, when's the last time the Jets put two touchdowns on the scoreboard? You know, so in this year, in this era where scoring is up, um, you know, if you can't score, you can't win in this league. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? How you doing, big brother? I'm doing great, partner. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You got a lot to unpack there, man. Um, specifically, I mean, I told you that Daniel Jones was better than um, mm-hmm. Sam Donald, but it was two things he has. There's, there's a difference. First thing he has is maturity. And the second thing he has is swag. I mean, listen, let's be honest. Sam Donald has no confidence, man. They, the confidence has been beaten out of him. Yeah. You know? It's rough. And I was thinking about your boy over there, you know, everybody's favorite guy, Joe Douglas. I call him Dick Dastardly. You know? <laughs> he just set both these guys up. So so, 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 so is Adam Gase Muttley? <laughs> Something. <laughs> Remember the other guy that used to be the scientist? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he just set them boys Look it up, up bad, kids. Man. Look it up, oh, kids. Oh, my God. He just set them boys up bad. That's your boy, and you're going to have it where next year he'd be lucky if he could get a a, a, a quarterback coaching job. You know yeah, what I mean? you're right. But anyway, let's forget them fools, man. Yep. But um, with your poll question, listen, you know, obviously if Durant is healthy, he comes back. He's the best of the bunch of anybody here. But, you know, until he gets on the court, until I see what he has to see, let me see what he can do. You know, I, I was going to say DJ LeMay, to be honest with you, but that was okay. my bias. But to be honest with you, not nah, really. It is it is DeGrom. Until mm-hmm. KD gets on the court and shows he's healthy, DeGrom is the best athlete in the city. Most consistent, mm-hmm. best performances. You know what I mean? You know, you yes. listen, it is what it is, man. But now, with your, um, I was thinking about um, this guy, Eric Bieniemy, man. Yes. You know, I was just thinking about like how things went. You know, sometimes God, you know, works in mysterious ways. Man. A lot of those interviews or those jobs that he went to, look at their quarterback situation and look at some of those teams. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're not the Jets, but they're right there. So maybe not getting those jobs was a good thing. And then now, look, either, you know, you got two two options. You can either, you know, work with Deshaun Watson, who's 1B, mm-hmm. or if you, you know, me personally, if I was him, I'd try to stick around there and stay in Kansas City until Andy Reid retires get franchised mm. into that and get Mahomes in his prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, you know that, that would be, you know, I mean, everything works for a reason. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad for him. I wouldn't even want to see him, you know, have to take a job like this because it's not going to work out. Yeah. But um, last thing, man, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that fight, man, but listen, man, you know, and I, you know, I, I you know, I had saw Davis, and, you know, you know, like a lot of these guys, man, you know, you see them, you wonder if they really, if they got the goods, who they're really fighting, you know what I mean? There's like three or four guys in boxing. That you really, you know, you can put your stamp, your finger on, be like, this guy's great. But mm-hmm. to be honest with you, man, that was a pretty good fight too. It didn't last as long as the last fight a couple of weeks ago. But um, you know, this guy Leo came out there in the first couple of rounds, man. Like he was doing his thing, man. He was he was hitting Davis up. You know, he, that reach was coming in into play. You know, the third and the fourth round, Davis. You know, he he, he, he started getting you know getting the time and now getting the benefit. But you saw like in the fourth and the fifth round. He's just getting closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. In the sixth round, Leo, you know, he came back out. He was scoring. He's hitting Davis up in the face. But then when he got close, I mean, I don't know if you saw that knockout, man, but listen. No, I didn't I'm see gonna it. I'm going to tell you something, man. That, that, that left uppercut, I mean, I haven't seen nobody get knocked out like that since Canelo knocked out um, Conor, man. I mean, this dude's knee was back, flat mm. in his back. He was down for like five or six minutes. That's and I mean, good. I hate to, like, promote something like that. You know, you feel bad, but I mean, like, oh, my God, it was a vicious knockout, man. 
I just yeah. see one of those in a while, man, you know? But that is, brother, um, right? it, it's unfortunate, Buddha, and thanks for the phone call, but that's what, that's what makes boxing boxing, right? It's, it's, it's that, it's that, that finish, that knockout. That's what people love to see. That's why uh, UFC is so popular. You know, that's why, because of what you see, because of the knockouts, because of the, the how you finish your opponent off. And and that's why people love it. And so, unfortunately, for boxing, the sport of boxing, you've had so many, you got so many uh, situations where you fight to draw. It's not the real guy that you really want to see. One guy's ducking the other guy, so on and so forth. Who's really the champion? You got a thousand and five different belts. Uh, you know, and, and sometimes the competition is not that great. So when you see a knockdown like that, yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, you hate to mention that and, and you hope the, you know, the fighter is okay. Uh, but listen, um, that's, a, that's what makes it memorable. Okay. That's what makes it memorable are the finishes and those knockouts. And hopefully you got some great rounds in there too, where you got maybe, you know, Couple of couple of rounds where you're trying to figure out, dude, I scored ten eight. Is it, is it who, who is it? Who, who got it? What's the difference? You just want some action. <laughs> That's all you want. Some action. It's ESPN New York tonight here on ninety eight seven ESPN one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I like this song. Turn it up a little bit. Giants holding on to a 17-15 lead in the fourth quarter, but New England. I'm saying New England because I'm looking at Tom Brady, right? <laughs> boy, do the boy do the Patriots wish he was still there. <laughs> That's amazing how that Patriots team is just, you know, just 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 struggling right now. But they, you know, oh, what a throw. Oof. This is, you know, it's so funny. And I'll get to the calls in a second. It's so funny because when you look at what has made Tom Brady great, and I've had the chance to watch him a lot over the years as, uh, you know, covering the Jets, and I've seen him at his best a lot <laughs> over those years and seen him really be humbled when I parachuted in to cover the Giants in their two Super Bowl matches against him, is that he just is able to find a way. You know that he's not a guy. And and look, we talk about how great uh, Lamar Jackson is, and we talk about how great Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and you know Aaron Rodgers and and, and these players are guys who can run and they move. But he just he we know he's not running. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know where he's going to be. And oh, what a great pass, touch pass to Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa. And But it's it's his ability to just move a little bit, just enough to extend the play. You know, just enough, move just a little bit. Not trying to run anywhere, not trying to, you know, I'm, he's not trying to be what he isn't. And what you what you respect about him, whether you may not like him or not, but what you respect about is that he understands through experience the right touch, 
the right angle, just the right way. He is able to put the ball where it's supposed to be for the receiver to have the best chance to make a play. If it's if it's if it's to the shoulder, closest to out of bounds, where you know nobody can get it, and and if if the receiver doesn't get it, it's not going to be picked off. It's going to be tipped away. It's going to be out of bounds. All right, and they'll live to play another day. And and so that's what you really you really respect about his ability. And you look at the dwindling uh, talent pool that New England's had, and you look at them. But still, you look at this New England team yesterday without Julian Edelman. And you don't have Julian Edelman on that team. You, you, know, you don't have really consistent wide receiving play. And they still had a chance to win that game. If Cam Newton doesn't you know, fumble the football, they're ready to score. T- I, I, they're marching into the end zone there. The Bills are not stopping them. They're just not. And so that you, you just don't see – uh, with the exception of last year's postseason, right? You just don't see New England beating themselves in those plays. And that's what they have done during this season, which is why they're in the position they're in at, what, two and five and have lost uh, four in a row. And so, you know, it's just interesting to hear Bill Belichick talk about, well, you know, we've, we mortgaged the future for our, our Super Bowls and all this stuff. And what, and this was, it sounds like an excuse. And for me, I don't remember him being that guy. You know, it was never, he was never that guy that made excuses. He was never that guy who uh, talked about the opponent. And now, you know, just reading about his press conference today, talking about how the Jets are, you know, better than they were last year. They're still a solid team. It's, it's stop. Come on, Bill. He's just trying to get the team to not quit on him. He's just trying to get the team, you know, to to come in, and he doesn't want to be embarrassed on national TV. And so, you know, you look at what the Jets are facing coming up and with a, with a guy who's still – even though they're depleted, don't have the same type of talent defensively or offensively, they're still very formidable. And they're going to be able to do some things that, you know, this Jet offensive line, other than Makai Becton, has not been able to handle. And so, you know, you expect that uh, this is going to be a tough one. But, you know, you look at Tom Brady, and, and he's just a guy who's been able to persevere. He's been able to still do it. And he's got some weapons around him, and he's getting another, possibly getting another weapon in Antonio Brown when he's ready to get on the field. And so, uh, this Tampa Bay team, and you know, Todd Bowles has done a great job. You know that this is the type of defensive philosophy he had when he was in Arizona, which got him the job as the head coach of the Jets. And this was the type of of attitude he had here where he loved to blitz. He just didn't have the type of corners here consistently that he wanted to blitz as much as he wanted to blitz. But he's got some, he's got some, uh, you know, depth with really good corners in this Buccaneers team. And he loves to blitz and um, you know, they're going to be tough. Now, is he going to be able to blitz like this in the postseason when you're really playing great quarterbacks and, and you know, you, you have to be careful I'm not sure because the one thing that I noticed about him and but more so Rex when they were here is late in games, they didn't want to blitz a lot. They really relied on coverage. And so 
it, it, it was really interesting to note that they were aggressive early, but they really didn't want to be aggressive late. They really shied away from being that pulling that time to say, okay, here's what we got to do. We got to make sure that we get this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the dice here. I'm going to pressure the quarterback. We need to get this done. They were very weary, worry about doing that. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see as they go into the postseason, if they continue to play well and, and make it to the postseason, which you know they should, uh, how this defense is going to respond and will he change? from being the guy that he was and and being changed from being successful because that's what usually you be you get a blueprint of who you are. We talk a lot about identity. And so Todd Bowles identity is a guy that loves to blitz. So do you try to outsmart yourself by saying okay, they expect me to blitz here so I'm not going to blitz, I'm going to go coverage and before you know it there's a big play that's completed. And so you don't have that opportunity to, it takes away from you blitzing because you're like, oh, I don't want to blitz now. They're in the territory. I got to play coverage to make sure we win this game. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially, you know, when you find out the amount of points that are up in the, in the National Football League. It, it was amazing listening to uh, Sal Palantonio, who was on the Michael K show today. And Sal, he's great. And he's covered the NFL forever. <laughs> and, you know, uh, during those years with Rex, he was embedded with New England, and we saw a lot of South Palantonio with New England Jets and that rivalry between Belichick and and Rex and Bryant, and, you know, and, and um, uh, Brady and you know the Jets and and Sanchez and the crew here and that defense, um, you know. But but just to hear him talk about uh, just how open the field is in the center of the field because of how you know offenses are working now and and the lack of holding calls that are being called this season. And that's why you're seeing so many games up and so much, so many points being scored in the national football league. And it's really entertaining to see. And so you look at that and you're like, Ooh, this is, um, you know, this is uh, th this could be an interesting thing as you move forward and start going towards the playoffs. How are teams going to defend? How are teams going to play? And, you know, do you still the value of the run game, which has been diminished over the past couple of years, but really now, how does that go? So it, it's it's really interesting, really interesting. Uh, Giants have punted the football over to the Buccaneers, 6.57 left. Tampa with a 22-17 lead over the Giants. Uh, we have a poll question for you tonight. I'm very curious to hear how you will respond to it. At Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Who's the best athlete in New York sports? Is it Aaron Judge? Is it Saquon Barkley? Is it Jacob DeGrom? Or is it Kevin Durant? And uh, I definitely want to hear from you if there's somebody that you believe that I left off the list. You can have a write-in. You can have a write-in and give me somebody that you think. Uh, somebody tweeted that they thought that Mitchell Robinson of the Knicks should have been on that list. He is a very talented athlete. There's no question about it. Is he the best athlete? Um, hasn't had enough time yet to be the best athlete, but uh, he is a very talented athlete. And listen, he's one that hopefully the Knicks can develop and maybe he will ultimately turn out to be the best athlete in New York sports if they can get him squared away and uh, get some talent around him. And Mrs. 
Mrs. Jones is happy about her son right now. Daniel Jones with a 19-yard touchdown pass to Golden Tate the third, And the Giants are a two-point conversion away from sending this game into overtime. And he is just, this, is what you, this is what you see with Daniel Jones, right? And you look at him, and these are the – which was a brilliant pass. What a great pass this was. What a great pass and a great catch by Golden Tate the third, as well. Nice combination. And he'd been sacked. He'd been I mean, Tampa did everything they could to, to to you know get him off his rhythm and get the ball. And they had almost a couple of picks where they knocked the ball down. But this is now the Giants have an opportunity with this two point conversion. There's a flag, so um, on the pass play. But these. Uh, the officials will chat. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Who's the best athlete in New York sports right now? Is it Kevin Durant? Is it Jacob DeGrom? Is it Saquon Barkley? Is it Aaron Judge? Or is it somebody that you want to mention? And so we'll get to the calls in a second. I'm still trying to wait. These, this is a long conference from these officials. So, you know. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's close. Um, they're just like, where are we going for? Well, we can't go for any place. Is any place open after we finish? Get a quick bite to eat? Uh, no, we got to get on the plane and go back where we're going. Yeah, but I'm starving. Well, maybe they have some food on the plane. All right. Oh, they've decided now. Okay, here we go. No foul on the play. Wow. So that means that the Buccaneers win. That's a tough call. That's a tough, tough call. Wow. Let's see. <laughs> he just It's like he just got in the way. He, he's, uh, well, yeah. You know, it's funny. And we were, it, it's, it's ironic because he didn't make a play for the, the ball actually hits his arm, the defender's arm. So it's not like he, but he, it's funny. He hit, the ball hits the defender's arm at the same time that he comes in contact with Deion Lewis. So it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a bang, bang play. And that's why they had to get together and see what everybody saw. And they talked it over. And as the play stands, this is another loss by the Giants of 10 points or less. Another loss by the Giants. They are in Every game. And I understand that that doesn't mean a whole lot. I do. I get it. For the Giant fan who's, who's um, you know, living and dying with losing. But, you know, at least from a rebuilding standpoint, you can see some some growth. You can see where your team is going. You can see, and hopefully the Giants want to see if they can uh, recover this onside kick with uh, 28 seconds left and try to get in field goal range to kick a field goal. So there it's not over yet. And Aaron, and listen, uh, Joe judge has, uh, you know, he's old special teams guy. So you just never know what they've got planned here. So this is, um, this is a fascinating, a fascinating situation here to see uh, what the giants are going to do. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Howard's in the Bronx. Hey, Howard, you're next on 98.7. Hi, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Howard? 
um, let's get some Yankees. How about the Hicks? Um, so how about the Yankees trade Hicks and Miggy for Lorenzo Cain and Josh Hader from the Brewers? I, I could see that possibly. Thanks for the phone call, Howard. I could see that possibly. I just, I just don't think that as much as I know, thanks for the phone call, as much as I know how the Yankees really loved Aaron Hicks enough to give him that long contract and enough to play him at a time when, uh, you know, he was just awful. Uh, I don't, I really don't think they're going to move him. I do think they need to do something with their bullpen. There's no question about that. They do need to make some adjustments there. They do need to add some depth there, but I don't know if that's where they're going to, I don't know that they would give him up. And I don't know if that's going to be enough for Hader from, from the, the opponent's standpoint. Oh, I know Freddie and Fitzsimmons will be talking about this Giants-Buccaneers game. This is a tough one to lose for the Giants. And, you know, there's there's a lot of comments on there uh, about the loss. But I will say this, and I kind of agree with what uh, Art Stapleton tweeted, who covers the Giants for the Athletic. And he said, when you throw the flag, you have you should honor it and not pick it up. And I do understand what he's saying, and he's right. But from the official's position, what he saw was from the, he's behind the play, the one that where the flag came in, and it came in late. So when the flag came in, he thought that there was a, you know, from the angle he had, he thought that there was contact. But when the other officials got together and gave their view, that's what they come up with. That is a tough way, a tough way to lose a game. And if you're a Giant fan, okay, and if you're a Giant, if you're in the Giants front office, all right, you're, you're looking at this and you're like, I love what Daniel Jones brings to the table. That moxie, the, the, the gutty grittiness, the toughness. But it's the turnovers that are just driving you insane with him. Because you look at this, he had two interceptions tonight. You know, you say, oh, what is wrong? Well, I want a new quarterback. And then he'll march the team down the field, okay, against one of the top defenses in the National Football League. And he makes a gorgeous pass to Golden Tate at the back of the end zone where only he could make the catch. And it was a great play on both ends. And you have that opportunity. And all you need is a two-point conversion to have it taken away from there. That, that, that's a really, really tough loss by, for the Giants. Tough loss. 1-800-919-3776. Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Um, let me talk about this Giants and Giant game. Before I get to that, what are the people I would suggest to add to your list? Panarin of the New York Rangers. Okay. And he, may be, he may be one of the best players of all hockey. Okay, I will consider him. I've got him, and I've got a request to add Mitchell Robinson, so we'll take those in consideration. Okay, now let's get to this game. Yes. The refs had, were horrible this entire game. They were calling non-existent interference calls against the Giants all game long. This, to me, is no doubt it was interference. And they threw the flag, and then they take it back. I mean, this, the officiating in the NFL 
has been horrendous for various points in the last several years. But this particular game, the Revs were horrible. There were some. There were some. Uh calls in the game to make you raise your eyebrows i have a bit i'm watching it and doing the show so i'm looking up and looking down and looking up and looking down i have a better chance to uh, replay it and look at some and and, and uh, you know get some further ideas but i do know i heard a couple of comments uh also uh, about some of the calls that were made so you know i hear what you're saying and and it's you know it's but as a giant fan bruce how do you look how do you look at your team right now i mean you're you're it's a team that you're in rebuilding mode it's a team that's that's in every game. It's a team that should be bet should have more wins than the one win they have. But there there's there's some things that they need obviously to get better. I mean, how do you judge your team right now? I'll tell you how I judge this team. This team is is the difference is night and day between this year's team and the team for the last couple of years. People are running wide open in the secondary four or five times a game, as it was in the previous administration. This team has no offensive line, no running attack, even though Gorman played well today. The wide receivers are iffy. But Daniel Jones, remember, this is his second year, and and he's playing under these kind of conditions, which I cited before. And it's growing pains. These are growing pains. The Giants are in every game. They're probably the closest team to beat Pittsburgh this year. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They're not, they're not going to do well this year. They maybe win two, three, four games this year, maybe five, whatever. But they're in every game. They're, they're taking baby steps. Daniel Jones is taking baby steps. Look, have you seen Sam Donald? Yeah. Do do, do <laughs> what Daniel Jones just did now? No. Jones went approximately 80 yards and under two minutes to to, to 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 get the touchdown. This is why you put up interceptions. Now, if it continues into next year and, and he has a better supporting cast, then you say, okay, we may have a problem. But this team is getting better game by game by game, and you see it on the field, and Giant fans just have half-ass patience. One last thing. Mm-hmm. 49ers lost the tight end. I'm the Giants. I call up the 49ers tomorrow. You want Ingram? We'll give you Ingram. If you need a quarterback, since your quarterback went down, we'll give you Colt McKay and give us a Court two McCoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give, you give want Colt McCoy and Evan Ingram for some draft choices? Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at you, Bruce. Once again, you're one of the best uh, non-GMs I know. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Tech, thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to Omar in Brooklyn. Hey, Omar, you're next on 98.7. Uh, how are you, Larry? How are I'm you, doing Larry? good, Omar. What's happening? Yeah, but, uh, one thing. I, I don't know if your question is uh, the best uh, player in it or best athlete. If you put a, uh, want to put an athlete, uh, then you have to put Mitchell Robinson. He's not the best player in New York. Mm-hmm. That will be Kevin Durant. But uh, you cannot put him after Achilles injuries, the Kevin Durant as the best athlete currently in New York City. I think Mitch Robinson, athlete-wise, uh, right now, athletically, is uh, the best athlete in New York City. Uh, uh, not the best player. The best mm-hmm. player is obviously Kevin Durant. But uh, you can compare as an athlete. Uh, how about... Uh, 
Western New York, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let me ask you this question. Yeah, go ahead. I, I have heard a lot of trades, trades, all this, that, whatever, the different rumors. But up to now, I think the Phoenix Suns, with Ubre coming in and you strip swap the draft pick and get Kara Lewis, is my best job. If we do not have Killian uh, Hayes available at eight, Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns in love with him. Knicks are in love with that guy at eight. But uh, if you get uh, Ubre and then you get a uh, uh, number 10th overall pick and you get Kyle Lewis, then you have a small forward or a power forward who is an all-star caliber player, plus a Kyle Lewis with an amazing, amazing point guard scoring wise. So, like people, uh, the Knicks fan are already, uh, you you can go in the stats wise. Uh, he's the third among uh, uh, Kelly Hayes that uh, the Knicks was even dropped at number eight. Uh, but it's a reach on number eight on Kyle Lewis. But uh, I, I think. I like Kylie Hayes more than anybody, but if I'm getting Ubre and Kara at eight, I'll take that, you know. Yeah, I hear you, Omar, and I've heard a lot of good things about him. And, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit more. We we did some extensive, and thanks for the phone call, we did some extensive talk. Uh, Trey and um, Chris, a couple of our callers, did some extensive preview about uh, what we can do with the draft, and we'll kind of get that up again because, uh, you know, the draft is coming up on the 18th of November, so we will. And I, I take into consideration what you said about Mitchell Robinson. He is, uh, he is a fantastic athlete. Uh, you know, I just, I guess for me, my, my little bias is I want to see a little bit more from him, but yeah, I will, I agree with you what he's able to do with blocking shots and doing some other things. Yes, he is. He is a guy who, who is a very, very talented athlete. So I will keep him in mind as, as well as Panarin. Maybe it's my, um, Nick bias, you know, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. You're next on 98.7. Hey, Trey. What's up, Larry? I'm doing great. Uh, Spike said hi. I, I I heard Uncle Spike, and then and big shout out to him. I would have called yesterday, Larry, but my voice, excuse me, is just getting back. Uh, Saturday night uh, when Javante Davis shook the world up, mm-hmm. you know, just I, 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 my voice went to another octave. I told Nikki, my voice went up, and it did, and it, yeah, it did a weird it did, thing. And it, it, it went up and disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Larry, Larry, Larry had to go to the Bigelow T, Larry. Oh, wow. That was disgusting. That was one of the best knockouts I've seen since Marquez Pacquiao. That was really, really strong. Mm. This kid, Javante Tank Davis, is the future. And I'm I'm really anxious to see where this division is going to go at 130, 135, and then even up to 147. It's a real muddled division. A lot of really good fighters there. So I'm expecting a lot of good boxing in 2021, Larry. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm 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 interested to see that as well. I have to get back mm-hmm. into my boxing. I'm seeing some things. Yeah, you gotta get back, back a into your bag. Like, we'll do it. We'll do it together. We'll do it mm-hmm. together. We'll get back into that bag together. Um, the Giants, it, you know, that those are those are the games. And I said it last week. Those are the games that you know good teams win, and yep. bad teams lose those close games. It's just what yeah. it is. I knew they were gonna lose tonight. Just like I knew they were gonna lose against Philly. It's not an indictment against the Giants. They're they're trending in the right direction. Because they're 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 in every game, and, and they're and they're and they're not quitting, and they fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but do. Daniel Jones with the turnovers, I don't know if he's I don't know if it's his, I don't know if it's his eyesight, I don't know if it's his, a, a mental block, but even on the last time the, the last two drives that he had, he could have threw picks in either of those two drives. Yeah. Yep. There were balls flying off defenders' hands and things like that, and tip balls, and you know how that goes. You get a tip ball up in the air, anything can happen. Right. But I. I you know, a game like tonight, Larry, is scary because 
you, I don't know. And it's going to fall on scouting, right? It's definitely going to fall on the scouting department for the Giants, man. Like, if y'all are up there to get a quarterback at Justin Fields, that kid from BYU, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, if he's, if, he, if he's there, you know, you see Daniel Jones pull off drives like this at the end of the game, and it's like, damn, man, but you see something there. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. something. And it'd be hard yeah. to give up on that. He's not Josh Rosen. No, you know? no, 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 and, no, not and, by long and, shot. And, and, yeah, and this team reminds me of the 83 Giants. You know, they went 3-12-1 and one that year. Mm-hmm. They were horrible. 84, mm-hmm. they went 9-7, and seven, and it was second in the division. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. there's something there, man. The, Joe, the fighting Joe Judges are giving it all they got, man. And, yeah. and, if I, and I'm a Giant fan, so I understand. Look, those, look I know we're closing the division in a, in a uh, trash division, but I like the growth in this team. And, and Joe Judge, is, I think he's the right guy. Just like, you know, back then, we, you know, we thought Parcells was going to be the right guy as mm-hmm. well. And he ended yeah. up being the right guy. So yeah. I think we just got to give it some time. I don't, ah, man, that, that, you know, there's some pretty decent quarterbacks. I've been watching them, Larry. I'm really impressed with that kid from BYU, too. If you get a chance to look at it, he's a really good player. But, mm-hmm. there's, you know, it, it's, it's going to be really punted on the giant scouting staff to get, to get and draft the right person. You know what I'm saying? Is it a quarterback, offensive lineman, get him some more help uh, with the receivers? This this team ain't far, but they they they're they're pretty far away because the NFC has some pretty decent teams. Yeah. So and, and the interesting thing be- about them, yeah, you know the interesting thing is about them, Trey. And thanks for the phone call. Is that uh, they're playing tougher teams this year, so they're learning how to win and learning how to survive against better teams. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm putting Dallas and and uh, Philly aside, okay, and Washington. But I'm saying when you look at Pittsburgh, you look at Tampa, you look at some of the really good teams that they face, throw the Frisco team out of it because they just had one of those games against them. Uh, they're, they're fighting against teams that have much better talent than teams that are playoff teams. And they've got more of these teams on the schedule. So that's what's going to make them better is the fact that they're learning how to play against teams that are better than they are. And that's what that's, that's how you improve. Hey, if you missed our top news stories of the day, don't worry. You can always listen to them every day on demand via the podcast. Just download the ESPN app, search for the Best of New York podcast, or simply click the link on our Twitter handles at Hardesty ESPN and at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Tough loss for the Giants as they lose to Tampa on a almost two-point conversion that was waived where a flag was thrown and then picked up. So the Giants lose again. Another close game. Loss for the Giants. See what you got to say about it. Tony's in Yonkers. Hey, Tony, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Man, the Giants just know how to rip your heart out back-to-back weeks, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. But they're getting better, Tony. They're getting better. No, they are. But, you know, I have two things to touch on real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one is this is the, one, the probably the first game, 100%. I'm probably going to put it on Daniel Jones. I just wish he would just live another down, throw a pass away. I, I think it was a pick that was deep in the red zone. Could have been a field goal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but you know, like you said, they are trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird because I don't know when was the last time I seen a rookie quarterback where the ceiling is so high for him, but the floor is so low for him too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The turnovers are the turnovers are an issue. You know, they are. There's no question about it. 
They are. And then um, I just have one last thing to touch on. Mm-hmm. It was right at the end of the game where Lewis Riddick, apparently he made a comment to say that a Giants should have went with Haskins with the sixth pick. And in my opinion, I, I just think, you know, he's, he's been sour ever since we picked Dave Gelman over him as a GM. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's, I mean, right now Haskins, he's a, his locker room apparently doesn't really like him too much. He's bragging about stats when he's losing a game. And I'm pretty sure they're having a hard time trading him right now. I just can't see the logic of that one. Well, uh, Tony, I saw that. I have to wait and hear. Thanks for the phone call. What? Wait to hear what it was it? What context it was in? Because listen, I and I'm shocked to hear that uh, that that uh, Dwayne Haskins is on the bench, and you know nobody wants him in the league. That they're trying to trade him, and nobody wants him. So that that's a uh, that's you know I don't know about that, but we'll find out because he's right now the third string quarterback in Washington, and maybe it's a situation where. You know, the, the you know, there's a new head coach there, and maybe he just you know he hasn't he needs to get him worked into this offense a little bit better. We'll find out. I mean, he's such a young talent. We know he can throw the football. Uh, whether he's having trouble grasping plays or reading defenses, you know, you, you got to play. You know, you have to play. So we'll see what happens there. But I I I, I reserve the right to hear what what the context was that Lewis Riddick made that statement in. Ernesto's in Jersey. Hey, Ernesto, you're next on ninety eight seven. Oh, Larry, thank you for taking my call. Long time, no, uh, haven't spoken to you in a while, but this is, uh, this is classic. Daniel Jones give you, give you hope and he could take it to hope on the same drive. This was so fantastic. You, you said it earlier. You didn't know what to do with this kid. You didn't know how to take it per drive. I mean, so he's throwing, he throws either too early, too late. He, he's missing a lot. He's not progressing and he keeps on saying, he keeps on saying he's going to stop making the mistakes, but he's making the same mistakes, Larry, yeah. constantly. And I'm seeing it even more this week that he missed a couple of missed throws to Slater that made a double move on that on that corner. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he just didn't progress on his plays, and he just kept on missing them. And, either, and, and he's got to learn how to throw it away, Larry. I don't know. Remember when Rip Thorne and, 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 and uh, Dodgeball kept on throwing wrenches at these guys? And that's kind of <laughs> drastic. I know it's kind of drastic and kind of nature, but I mean, really, Daniel. I mean, this kid can stop. Got to stop. If he's in the grass, he doesn't see a play. Just throw it away. You play another yeah. game. You play another down. You you can't. He's losing. He's doing too much on each throw. He's got to. He's got. But the potential in this kid is great. But you wonder if he's really going to learn how to stop making these mistakes. Larry, he's still he's still making the same ones. He's still he's still not. He's not progressing, and he's not using his legs, which. Why in this game he he didn't use his legs as much or I don't know man it was it was it was crazy and, and but uh, all around in terms of even the Giants being in the game that that was to me was even shocking I'm being I'm being serious Larry mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't consider them being in the game that well and giving Tampa Bay that much of a hard time but I I, I mean all around I mean I do have to give I have to give him that Daniel probably lost him this game because of his nonsense. But um, he's got to take better better care of that ball. That that he doesn't understand that ball control and ball safety is part of his game. And he had him in he had him in this game. He just and and, and the last two points conversion, Larry. He just had to throw to the pylon, but he threw behind him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I hate to say Ernesto, thanks for the phone call. It's it it's frustrating because you see, as you mentioned, you see a guy with talent, and he will get better. It's that it's that 
thing in the quarterback's mind of I can still make a play, I can still make a play, I can still make a play. And he's got to, you know, and you saw it a couple of times he did throw it away, but he still believes in himself and his receivers and he's got confidence that he can still make a play. And you know what? Um, he just he he missed a couple tonight, but he made some as well. He he's an interesting young man who I think will get better. Uh, before we get out of here, our poll question: Who's the best athlete in New York sports? Is it Durant, Degrom, Barkley, or Judge? Jacob Degrom wins it, forty-seven percent. Judge is second, Durant third, and Barkley fourth. Mark is in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on ninety-eight seven. Hey, hey, bud, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mark. What's happening, partner? I know that's right. I know it's 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 closing bell. Let me uh, get this out real quick there. Um, I wanted to piggyback off of what you and uh, Trey were talking about because it kind of struck me. Um, <clears throat> Daniel Jones, you, you were saying, you know, you don't know what it is, and, and none of us do really. But I, my uh, opinion about that is when Daniel Jones plays, Daniel knows where he's going with the ball. I had told you yesterday that most quarterbacks in the NFL can throw the ball. You wouldn't make it to the NFL if you, if you couldn't throw the ball. So that's not the issue. When Daniel Jones plays, he knows how to read the defense. And one, and one more other point, I think his, his only downplay is he's got little hands. That's just me. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, they need to, like Carlin said one day, they need to, incorporated a lot more RPOs because this guy was a beast in college with those RPOs and they did it a couple of times and mm-hmm. he ran for like 80 yards I think one game I saw yep. Um, yep. yeah yeah they need to do more of that because you know he's, he's, he's that's what he's good at I think that they need to do more of that just that opinion and um, on my favorite on quarterback the same reason why the Giants are in every game is is because Devin Jones plays with confidence, and he knows where to go with the ball. The turnovers, okay. Sam Darnold, to me, when they pan in his eyes before the play starts, I see fear. And this is the kind of fear that I see. The same fear that Roy Jones Jr. has for Mike Tyson right now. That's the Listen, same eyes I see. Hey, Mark, yeah. I would be fearful, too. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> he tries to say all these nice things, Larry. He's like, well, you know, Mike, you know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he we know better. And, yeah, he could and, be hit. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Got to run. Thanks for the call. All right. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. Thank you, Nikki. On 98.7 ESPN. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.